We're back. So thankful to be here. Uh, Set Apart Podcast, Dylan and Tyler. And the fun fact of the day is... We are born with only two natural fears. The fear of falling and the fear of loud sounds. Gosh, it's good to be back. Man. Here we are. Oh. Me and T back again. This is crazy. It's so fun. Still weird to look at you. It is weird. Like the mic. But hey. Like you said the other week, somebody gave us Tic Tac last night. TikTok. About so hey. Gosh darn it. If I get on that (laughs) No. But so funny. Man, to all who have ears. That that fun fact though. Well, it's always, pretty awesome. I mean, if that's not a, I don't know, what do you call it? A metric or a pulse? I don't know. That is cares. quite a metric. That, it, that, that the fear of falling and the fear of loud sounds are two natural fears that you're born with. Mm-hmm. And it's funny too, when I first heard that, I was like, the fear, what? The fear of sound? I'm like, okay, yeah. I, I mean, you when you fall asleep and then you feel like you're falling and you jump, you're like, okay, that's a natural sure. fear. And sounds? then you're like, but you're like, you're like, sounds... And I'm like, no, no, but no, I sound, get it. Loud sounds just make me mad, like loud noises. And if you just track that back, you can find that root. Yeah. Probably with some fear in there. Probably so. And my, uh, I would, I would be, um, growing up like, oh man, mom listens to this. This is just funny. Uh, and I just got back from home and we go over like all the times, like memories and stuff like that. If, if I'm accurate, you know, accurately remembering correctly. Yeah. And where there would be a loud noise or something that would happen. And she, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was her loud noises. Like she just screamed <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it's to hold a uh, refrain from, you know, smacking, but that's right. That's loud noises. So we're yeah. back. Yeah. So grateful to be back. Yeah. The, in, in the main gratefulness is, you know, and we, we fully believe that true growth in life objectively is just gratefulness is it tends to lead the way in that. And I was pretty surprised. I'll, I'll be honest. You, you know, I was praying for, I was like, man, if we get a win of like 40 people, um, and to see a response of close to 300 people within the first week of launching that, uh, mind blowing brain cancer and poem of rest, yeah. which is our first episode. We have an intro one before it, but dang, like, Y'all didn't know one how to do that. And I was seeing tens of tens and man, that was, that was really, um, something special. And some of the responses just meaningful and encouraging and Mm. stirred our faith and our affection and increased our faith and increased our affection for the Lord. God just doing his thing, man. It's like he is about us or something. (laughs) And I'm pumped to go into that. And you know, this episode, we're very excited because we're t- continuing on and, and remember how we're structuring our episodes is we want to, we want to honor the scriptures in a way, uh, that is to the authors and, and always to the Lord. And we want to start our episodes off with that because we believe that the word is the living word of God. And, and that's the breathing, uh, it's the breath of God mm-hmm. right in our lives. And 
last episode we talked about uh, Genesis one and and it being uh, maybe in the Western world interpreted very closely this whole time, maybe in read as a lab report and interpreted as a lab report. When when you're dealing with a a Hebrew writer who's an Easterner and Moses to be exact, who objectively and when I say that I'm saying. It's just, it's literally something that you can take literal Westerner since you love to do that. And I love to do that working on it. Yeah. It is, you can literally take that. It was a literal poem structured and we went over that. There's patterns, there's cadences, the refrain. It's beautiful. Objectively just an artist. He's an artist instead of a scientist. And that tends to be a little better. I don't know. I love scientists. Love science. No, I don't. That's that. Dang, that was a lie. <laughs> I, I think I was just really Wait, trying no, to help that. You know, like uh, I think it's helpful though for our for the Western culture. There's the the way that our minds are wired because the more that we can approach the living word like that, I think the the more we get out of it. Mm-hmm. The the spirit's moving through us. Mm-hmm. The spirit is is guiding us through these illustrations and this animation that the artists have. And and these writers, these authors have used. Um, it was crazy. It's, it's awesome. In you, it's in. It is. Like, it's in you. Imagination just starts to roll. But we don't over here. And when I say over here, like Nashville, America, right? Mm. It's just because the only place I grew up in. Okay, I don't know any other place. You know, I know what goes on here, and I know how we learn. I know how we teach, and how we've always been taught, and and it's been based off of the value of production. It just has. Yeah. Okay. It just has the American dream, right? There's an artist that said, you know, may you never wake up. Right. It, it, again, love MJ, love the 92 dream team. Right. I can't wait for the redeemed team. It's going to be documentary. So cool. It's going to be dope. Uh, but it's produced in the spiritual walk. It's bled into the spiritual walk of, of the, of the everyday believer over here in the West world. Right. Of, and it's just produced this longing. Yes. For the Lord and the affection for his heart. But it's been produced in this behavior modified. Yeah. And no matter how creative or emotionalized the church is, mm. right? This, we, our roots, uh, someone beautifully said, I, I, I'm pausing here. Someone beautifully said, we've mistaken our loss of privilege for persecution. So good. And, and that's massive. It is massive. And I, I, I mean, just baseline purely objective that line helps everybody as well because you're like if that's if that makes you upset i'm gonna ask you why i'm just gonna ask you to pause and just be like okay hey, yeah well what's going on i don't think that one should it shouldn't it does it does though it can you, you know the na- especially pride come on oh, pride I mean, hurts uh, um, america first bro like we production first achievement first yeah and, and, and the same teacher that said that line said the same line of we've always been uh, towards the handle of the oppressor over here. Mm. So we haven't really ever known like what the Christians were going through, even of the time when, when John was writing revelation, mass persecution, execution, Paul, Timothy, and Peter all dragged out on the street in 71, I believe AD or something, 70, 70, yeah, somewhere around there. Yep. In the same year, all dragged out in the street, just gone. That's Hard Imagine that happened believe. Here. Yeah. I mean, for doing the gosh, massive. These yeah. guys were the, the pinnacle of the, the early day church. 
drug out in the middle of the street and executed. Yeah. So that's why we, you know, maybe we, we, we correlated to a piano that maybe we've been hearing just the left side of the, of, of the song. Not that you haven't been hearing a song. Of course you've been hearing a song. God is after you all day, every day. And did we not learn that so much in Genesis one, the poem of rest and me just getting done with radiation, some tough, you know, some health stuff recently, but you know what? I continue to fall asleep at night, remembering the joy that my day starts with rest with them. Cause in those ancient times, I, I mean, just because I, I have seizures and, and bleed, they would consider me unclean. Right. And bleed, not knowing what's kind of going on. Right. It, it, but not, not with this God. He's like, Hey, even Tyler, I need Tyler to know even with what it, it's not about the cancer. Do you know how I see you? And I love you. And I'm inviting you in, not only on this beautiful creation story, but inviting you into enjoy it. Shabbat. What are you going to do that brings you joy? I hope everyone that's listening, I hope we got repeated and more listeners. I hope y'all did something or or are going to do something this Shabbat, which is sundown to sundown, Friday into I just go, I just go Saturday, Sunday a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Jesus is so good. Right. <laughs> hey, okay. 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 But what, right, I, I hope you did something that brought you joy, joy. And you didn't make your bed, <laughs> you know, no making beds. That was Genesis one, making sure that God, that, that, that the people knew on, on the bottom, on the bottom of Mount Sinai, after they came out of Egypt of 435 years of just horrificness of identity only being known as how many bricks can you produce and nothing else. And if you couldn't, we all know what the American and the Egyptian and the Roman empire does to you. If you can't produce the enough bricks daily. And to say that your value is not set on that here, it's counter. I love it. That's your design. Beloved. Your design is with this creator who's saying with me, your day starts with rest. I love you. Lays you down, puts a blanket over you. Have a great day. Dang. Mm. And so that was recap a little into that. And then today, now we're jumping right into beautifully Genesis two and Genesis go. three, Genesis two and three. And then beautifully going to get to hear from Mr. Dylan Lynch on how his story uh, was impacted also by mm. those two chapters. So, yeah. Further ado, uh, Mr. Lynch is going to be our continued reader. You know, you're you're good at it. I appreciate that. I mean, I will see, but <laughs> So, we we just got done with creating. Now we're we are entering into um we just got done with rest and the imitation of that and knowing we have a God who who know who knows when to stop creating. Who knows when to rest. Okay. Let's get it. Let's do it. Out of the NLT again, Genesis 2, verse 4 is where we'll start. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, neither wild plant nor grain were growing on the earth. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. The Lord God, Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. 
He breathed the breath of life into his into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed the man he had made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flowed from the land of Eden, watering the garden and then dividing into four branches. The first branch, called the Pishon, flowed, among, flowed around the entire land of Havilah, where the gold is found. The gold of that land is exceptionally pure. Aromatic resin and, oxy, and onyx stone are also found there. The second branch, called Gihon, flowed around the entire land of Cush. The third branch, called the Tigris, flowed east of the land of Asher. The fourth branch is called the Euphrates. The Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, You may freely eat of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed the ground, formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them, and the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But there was just no helper, just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. At last the man exclaimed, The one is bone of my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman, because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united as one. Now the man and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course, we may eat from the fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat, God said. You must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they, shrew they sewed fig leaves together and to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and the wife, the man and his wife, heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, "Where are you?" He replied, "I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked." "Who told you that you were naked?" the Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, It was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, What have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, 
Because you have done this, you are cursed, more than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy, and in pain you will give birth, and you will desire to control your husband, and he will rule over you. And to the man he said, since your wife, since your lis- you listened to your wife and ate from the tree, whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All your life will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles from you, for you. Apologize. Though you will eat of its grains, by the sweat of your brow will you eat. Will you have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made? For you were made from dust, and to dust you will return. Should I just keep going through the rest of three? Let's finish it. Perfect. Then the man Adam named his wife Eve, because she would be the mother of all who live. And the Lord God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. Then the Lord God said, Look, the human beings have become like us, knowing both good and evil. What if they reach out, take fruit from the tree of life, and eat it? Then they will live forever. So the Lord God banished them from the Garden of Eden, and he sent Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had been made. After sending them out, the Lord God stationed mighty cherubim to the east of the Garden of Eden, and he placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the way of the, of the tree of life. Doug, where'd it go? That was, a, that was a lot. I hope everyone's sticking with us on that. And, and <laughs> hey, if you got you to gotta turn it up to That's one stuff. and a half, two, do it. Yeah, fire it up. Stick with us. Don't have the goldfish thing. Come on. <laughs> be a little opposite of Ted Lasso right now. Of yeah. Don't be a goldfish. That's uh, I wish I had seen that and knew the reference, but well, I need to watch it. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, incredibly beautifully heartbreaking is what I call Genesis 2 and 3. Very. Um, it's a tough one. Yeah, it is. It is why I believe I'm dealing with the cancer. Mm. It is why it, I, you know, I, I don't believe why do bad things happen to good people is an accurate thing to say. Um, I believe it fully serves the purpose, but, but the direct depravity of it, of why I go through it is because of this moment of this fracture. Yeah. Uh, there's a fracture that's still here. Now, for the believer, Jesus has brought us back and closed that fracture for us between us and God. But, 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 you know, the uh, as to my knowledge, Jesus has not come back yet, right? And uh, we're still here. So th- there's still a fracture. There's still depravity. Um, and so there's a few. There's a lot here in two and three. And so if you're thinking, okay, are we going to dive into the rivers and the goal, all these d- details? I, I highly encourage you to a lot of it's just there for beautiful detail. Beautiful. Remember who we're dealing with the Eastern thought it was more accurate for you to fall in love with the journey that you might not understand it right now. The Eastern hoped that while you were hopefully listening, right. And still with us that, that, that you are not trying to get it right away. Kind of a thing. It's not about the bricks. It's not about the finish line. It's, are you engaging with the journey that you're actually on? So there, there, there's multiple things in there, right? But what you have right away is you have a God 
that just invited for rest, but also now is invited in on joining in on creation and making it go, making it happen. And you have this tree and you have a lot of talk of beast and human, beast and man, beast and man, beast and man, woman, Mm. you know, a lot of these dividing lines, right? A a lot of references to it, right? And and, and so the the big thing that we were always taught, I believe, is uh, it's just the eating of the fruit and that's the original sin. And, and, you know, that's great and all like it's yes and yes. But there's there's a lot more that's going on here. The meaning of the tree, like why was there a tree? Moses wants you to ask that question. We're never taught that. We're just taught that Adam and Eve did bad, something bad and we were kicked out. Mm. And because of that, we are all now we're all dealing with bad stuff and we do bad things because of that bad thing. And we have to do gooder things to get closer to God. <laughs> and you and we all know that's not the thing. We deep down, we know. So the tree is and, and this is a quick uh, there's so much richness. Again, there's resources out there. Hit us up for them that, that will just take you in and on a deep old dive. But to feed the Western mind and a little 3.4 point here of the Devo and into your story for the time's sake of things. The point of the tree was to remind us that, hey, you're not a beast. You need to not only know that you have a God that, that who knows when to rest and you're invited in on that. You have a you have a God who's not withholding out on you. That's a massive, massive thing. Why the tree was there was because Adam and Eve were not beasts. They were over the beasts. You need to know when you've had enough. You need to know when to stop. And in that. That to, to fully know that is I, the starting point is that you, you got to believe, not just know the believing out of your heart has to produce out of that. You believe that God's not withholding out on you. Okay. So that's point number one on why the tree's there and the reminder. Then you you're shifting in to, to the direction of the tree. And remember, God said, don't eat of it. Right. In, in, in the twisting of right that you have Eve who says, oh, we can't even go touch it. But God never said that. Right? A lot of rabbis teach that Adam gave a false fear, maybe command, you know, direction to Eve out of that. That's a whole nother deal. Yeah. Right. But then you enter into the, the, the serpent, the crafty, the beast. He's called a beast, but he's very human like. Right. And so it's like, what does it mean to, you know, the, 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 the Bama teaching talks about what does it mean to be human in this? Because the snake is reasoning. The snake is talking. The snake is doing, and we got to ask, that's weird. So it's be okay that, that it's weird. It is weird. Maybe we'll stir your affection for the scriptures. Darn it. It didn't mind for the longest time. I kept hearing the lullaby effect story. So the snake says, uh, the first, uh, where, where I believe, and a lot of some great teaching believes, where it all t- took the turn. Did God really say that God really say you can't eat from any of the trees? Did God really say that? 
Would, would a loving God really put you in this situation? Come on. And how often do we deal with that? In a very time. false way on a daily basis. And especially if you're going to look at a story that's not a lab report, but read it as a lab report and take it in your own heart and expect it to work in the way that you expect it to work. There's a lot of Godship issue there. There's, and, and I, I think we can draw it back to in my own life when I have struggled with this, I have drawn it back to that. I think that God's withholding out on me. Never would I audibly say that, I guess, but that's the truth. And that's even the remaining truth of now that, that, that did God. And so, so here comes Satan, right? The, the serpent on, on the scene of this saying, did God really say, did you really say that? And remember this one is a beast. You're a human. You need to know when you've had enough. And he's not withholding out on you. So you have that brokenness there. And then they take part of the tree. And then God enters in the scene. Most heartbreaking thing in the whole Bible here. He shows up because he's used to taking walks with us daily. He was used to taking walks with Adam and Eve daily. And one day you and I didn't show up. One day, this day, we didn't show up. In in the Hebrew, I don't know the phrase, but but in the phrasing, it's when he says, Where are you? It's it's not where, you know, um, I've you know, oh, I've missed, you know, something's moved, I misplaced something. It's hey, this was right here where it's supposed to be. It's gone. Where is it? Adam and Eve, you should be right here with me. Walking with me, knowing I'm your God, mm. knowing I'm not withholding out on you. I've invited you in. Adam, I brought you a helper. And there's a beautiful, even in the man and woman, that man is incomplete without her. Oh, necessary. She is necessary. Can't wait for her. But in, in, in this, when God says, where are you? And then, and then to the following beautiful question by God. When, when he approaches Adam and Eve, they talk about the nakedness. And he says, who told you you were naked? In the Hebrew phrasing, what I've been told, and again, this could be wrong, but I think it's very stirring. Other teachings, I brought it to, what other voices have you been listening to? And oh, how that rings. Yeah. yeah In a world really full applicable. of voice, right? Mm. So, uh, into, uh, I think we'll pause there and get into your story and then intertwine in the final response of God. Mm. We'll leave a kind of cliffhanging there with Adam and Eve and God. I like that. Into this Oklahoma boy. Let's do it. Where were you from? Oklahoma. Okay. Just outside. I just moved here from Oklahoma. Strange. Just outside of Tulsa. But not from there. It's crazy. Oh. Just outside of Tulsa. Just outside of Tulsa. Living on Tulsa time. Owasso. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah. It was uh it was awesome. I mean, growing up was growing up was great. Growing up in the Bible belt, everybody went to church. Um, but it was the same song and dance mm-hmm. all the time. Everybody was just doing it just because. And so I mean, you you can't really blame anybody. It just was what to do. And so my, my family never really dove in and we just did what we were supposed to do. 
just showed up and, and saw everybody and made friends in the church and then did our thing. Um, and everything was, everything really was good. Um, and then, then the tree came Mm. and it, um, (laughs) I think everybody probably has a, a tree in their life. But um, when aspirations tend to get maybe a little too, little too big, um, family hit a really big wall, um, and it just continued to progressively get worse from there. Um, decision after decision, things just got, um, things just got really rough. And, and when you say tree, uh, the lost side of that God always has, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the yeah, and the the dangling fruit of maybe things like uh deception or uh, of manipulation to be able to achieve these things that that people aspire to. Mm. Um mm-hmm. and so there was a little bit of that as well as yeah, figuring out that we are figuring out that we are are God's children. And that God isn't withholding out on us. And so I think that there was a, a lack of trust and a lack of faith in that. And again, it wasn't anybody's problem or anybody's particular um, issue within the family. It just kind of was how things were then. Did and, you feel like you had a norm, like a, you know, a lot of people say like a normal family kind of uh, a thing. It, I mean, it, at it, first, yeah, at fir- it definitely seemed like it. Yeah. At, at first. first. Yeah, it seemed like it. And, and definitely it, to the outer world. Oh yeah, absolutely. And we had everybody at our house all the time. And so it was always a blast. Wow, and yeah, sure. it was, so we, we looked from the outside looking in, like we were just a, a perfect family and my parents did an unbelievable job at raising me and uh, my sister as well. But Love we, yeah, they're amazing. Gosh. But um, yeah, it just, it through the formative years of like 12 to 18, um, it, a lot of uncertainty happened and a lot of um a lot of whirlwinds and and from from oklahoma tornadic behavior Mm -hmm. yeah for the lack of a better term in our life yeah it was uh it was really interesting really hard to deal with and i i was very lost for a long time not really understanding who i could turn to Mm -hmm. and now uh the lord going back to how tyler framed it uh opening up the lord has always been after my heart and now looking back on the things that he's brought us through, the things that he's um, now allowed us to overcome and and become a, a much more solidified family again with re- renewed foundations and um, and whole hearts. Because there's true brokenness going on. Yeah, yeah. We we struggled to get a little bit more in depth quickly about it. Um, we struggled with uh, with some lawsuits, and they really broke our family financially. And and once it broke our financial backbone, because that's that's essentially what our family was was structured on. Um, that was our foundation. And so, when that backbone was was broken, um, it was really difficult to to make anything back. And so it was a quick and swift move to try to regain everything. And that just continued to dig holes. So we were probably eight years in um, by the time that it it had finally subsided. And um, yeah, it was just it was just not easy. It wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. And I, I think the thing is, I'm grateful for every second of it, and especially now looking back, because 
now I, I can see the grace and the sovereignty of the God that we serve. Mm-hmm. And to be a child of God is an unbelievable um, privilege. And it, I can just see it written all over my life, but particularly in those moments, in the, the really deep and dark moments where I didn't really know where to turn to. I, I just always felt some comfort and some peace even in the the midst of chaos. So, um, yeah, I, I always battled with, um, with the thoughts of perfection and I, my family always strove for that as well, because that that's really where that, again, that's where our foundation was. So I believed that I needed to be the best in everything in, um, school and in athletics and, Unreal golfer, by the way, whatever, whatever it is, I I just felt like I needed to be the best. And it was such an achievement mindset. That's why I believe wholeheartedly what Tyler and I are speaking on is just so unbelievably revolutionary for your life because it's not anything new, but gosh, if you can grasp it, does it stir the affection for God and does it just change your relationship with him? immediately it's it's insane and it's allowed so much room in my heart for forgiveness and for healing and for love and um and for new comings and and being able to move forward through those and and looking back and and seeing what had happened and evaluating everything that all the the intricate details the lord was just prepping me the entire time Mm -hmm. And I believe he was prepping my family as well. So I think that anybody who is is struggling or anybody who has gone through something um, similar to that, if you can keep, and it's really difficult in the, in, in the times, um, in the, especially in the midst of it, but if you can keep your perspective eternal and your eyes to heaven, it's insane. When you, when you just look up, and get out of the mud and get out of just the world around you. Mm. When everything seems to be crumbling, there's one thing that will always remain solid. And it it took a long time and I'm still working on it every day to continue to be, to be better. But man, Genesis one is, yeah, it does. Man, Is my life when we met, I mean a hundred fold what it, what I thought it ever would be. And it's just because it's not it's not anything I've done. Just joy and peace and forgiveness that the Lord has given me. Um is it just it breaks my heart, but at the same time stirs my affection and and builds me up and strengthens me in ways that I can't explain. So have you found that God's response to you has helped you battle? this achievement based perfection based. Oh yeah. But we all right. But, but I know you, I know you, 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 I'll be real. You do take it to a level Mm -hmm. and man, since I met you, bro, the the rest, ah, literal, the peace and and the enjoyment that you have over you. Yeah. I mean, I hope y'all feel it through this because it's, it's pretty incredible. And so you would say that, that, I mean, just the response of God. Yeah. It's, I mean, to know that, to know that the Lord looks at you with 
with such love and adoration. And I think it's, it's on, it, it's honestly, it's un, impossible for our human minds to be able to conceive how he looks at us. But what I can conceive of that just blows my mind. And it, it does help. I mean, I, I still struggle with it every day with, I need to be doing better. I need to be making more money. I need to be setting careers up. I need to be doing these things that everybody else around me seems to be doing or, or things that I've put on, on myself that, that I have uh, aspirations for, but, um, that's not it. That's not it. Right. Even if I do get that, then what? Right. Even if I do achieve everything I could possibly think of, it's nothing without God. And that realization on top of this deity that allows you to lay your head at night, but at the start of your day and say, well done. Well done. Sleep well. Have a great day. Have a great day. Yeah. Who are we dealing with here? Yeah. That's. And so go back to first play. We got Adam and Eve and Dylan and God, (laughs) Tyler and all of us. And the swords are at our throats. Yeah. The angels are are begging God. I'm sure. I'm sure they're just like, Hey, give the order. Yeah. Right. We'll do it. And God walks away. And for those of you that, that don't know, um, there's further illustration of this where um, a few angels are around God and asking God, Mm-hmm. to execute Adam and Eve saying that they have betrayed you. They don't even deserve to be in your presence. And what does the Lord do? I would love to. I, I, I just, I got to read it. It's got to read it. So then the Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and he clothed them. And so God walks away from the begging of the angels shocks them and God's first act towards mankind is benevolence, Mm. mercy and grace. Benevolence meaning the clothing, the covering in the, in the single most heartbreaking moment, probably well, not probably in history, in history of all mankind. This is where, this is where it happened. And God's response to you and I and to Dylan's story was an act of mercy. We don't, we don't teach on that enough here in our churches. We do. We, we start in, we, we we're great at starting chapter three of mm-hmm. Genesis, but it's, it, we use yeah. it as a, we, we, we done bad. Mm-hmm. And what's the phrase you always say about Genesis three, the, your dad or you're done. You're, you're bad. You're kicked out. Do yeah, better. There it is. You're bad. You're kicked out. Do better. That, 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 that's exactly that. That's what it is. And, and how much has been built off of that line? So much. And everyone can be like, well, talk, come on. No, we know that God, we, we know, we know there's been a lullaby effect y'all. Yeah. There's been a lullaby effect. And what that means is you've heard something so many times that you're asleep to it now. Mm-hmm. When was the last time that you got stirred up by Genesis one through three, the start of mankind when uh, probably never uh, seriously. So it, Hearing Dylan's story, 
and God hit the response that, that obviously mm. is clear as day by God over your life. It really is. Is the same act that he responded to Adam and Eve with. And what a foreshadowing to what's to come. It's just, it's so, I mean, throughout the entire Bible, it's just littered with stuff like that. So, so God's first act towards mankind directly was he clothed them with mercy and grace. His last act at the end of Deuteronomy, the first five books of the Bible that Moses wrote, he buries Moses. That's a chiasm. Y'all, oh man, who are we dealing with here? May that stir your affection. God's intimacy was never lost on you. Never. Ever. And I don't care how lost you feel. I don't care how separated you feel from God. He is still reaching for you. Mm. And gosh, is that beautiful? Oh, I, your, I day, don't, your day starts at the rest with you. With I don't you. know anybody else that would. I, I tr- Again, I told you last episode, I try to be that way, but no one else in, in your life is doing this for you. No, no one is. Man, I, I really appreciate um Transparency is hard. Uh, this is weird. The podcast mics are weird, but your uh, your vulnerability and your transparency is a gift, and your kindness and your and your your gifted gentleness is is marked. And so, bro, the way that you have seen God respond to you and you live that out has deeply encouraged my faith. Um, Likewise, man. Thank you so much. You the man. Yeah, I, I hope that that was uh, a, a brief enough, but still a, a, a rounded we, and, enough. And we'll, we'll get more into our stories down the road. Yeah. You know, there, there's more into us. Just a little brief glimpse. Fall in love with the journey with us, y'all. That's right. Come on. Get a little discovery in you. Yeah. You might not get it right now. That's okay. That's okay. Man. Should we pray? We should pray. Dang, poet didn't know it. <laughs> Dang it. Let's pray. <laughs> Father, thank you for um, thank you for your scripture, thank you for your holy word, um, living and breathing, and and just impacting our lives every single day, no matter where in history. Um, thank you so much for giving us that gift. Thank you for you. Thank you for your grace and your sovereignty. Thank you for your benevolence. Thank you for um, the way that you've treated us, even when we betrayed you at the core. It's, it's unbelievable. Please bless every year that's listening to this. Um, allow us to go through the rest of our weeks, father with, um, with your grace all over us and, and allow us to just show every person that we come in contact with you and, and your spirit and, um, just allow us to touch every soul, um, touch every heart and allow us to always be, thread with you everything that we do father um we love you we thank you your precious name amen amen